the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. All right, all right. Welcome. Welcome to the Source Podcast. My name is Clemente, my tag team partner, Juan. What's up, Juan? Yes, I'm right here. Hey, welcome, everybody. All right, all right. So we are uh, super technology today. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> That's right. I, I, I'm recording at our studio, and Pastor Juan, where where are you calling in from? I am in my, uh, I guess you could call a bedroom, extra little bedroom that we have slash office at my house right now. Staying true, staying true to the quarantine. <laughs> uh, so, wanna wanna jump right into it. Uh, uh, I know that there are a lot more cases uh, going on. I think we hit the four hundred thousand uh, here for the U.S. Uh, still scary times. We're still staying at home, practicing social distancing. Um, how are you managing things, Pastor? You know, um, truthfully, I mean, it's, you know, I said this uh, the other night. I said that, you know, admitting that you are afraid or admitting that you have worry, you know, doesn't make you less of a Christian, right? And, um, and you know, so with that said, you know, it, it really depends on, how much information, I think we've had this conversation previously, you know, what type of information you're feeding yourself daily, you know, it's imperative. It's, it's going to rock your world or it's going to help sustain you and stay, stay strong. So, you know, what we're doing, man, is we're praying, you know, first thing in the morning, man, my wife and I, we get together and, you know, during breakfast time, we just have a conversation and check in with one another. And I ask her, Hey, how do you feel? You know, how did you sleep? And uh, based on that conversation, you know, we we basically pray and then uh, we not just because we're pastors or whatever, but we we start we implemented this a while back. And, uh, you know, we we made a decision, a conscious decision to say, you know, what are we going to feed ourselves first thing in the morning? And so we get in the word, man. You know what that means is we open up the Bible. And currently, as you guys you know, are listening to this, you know, we are in Holy Week. And so we're looking at the life of, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And, you know, uh, today is Mark's in the in in the way the story plays out is Passover. And, you know, um, you know, it's celebrated. You know, uh, obviously all Christianity and, you know, tomorrow is Good Friday. Good Friday. Yeah, it's Good Friday. And. You know, it's Good Friday for us that believe because, you know, Jesus took on all the sins of the world. And and but it's interesting times because this is the the first time in, in history, you know, at least my our history that we're going to celebrate at home with our families. Clemente, right. we're not going to, to a physical building. We're not going to a church building, but we're still having church. You know, if you've heard me say this in the past and I'll say it again, is that buildings can be closed you know, the physical church location could be closed, but what's not going to be closed is our Bibles and our faith, our, our prayer lives. And obviously we're having church online, man. So amen. Uh, amen. That's to what that. we're doing. Brother, 
uh, for our our listeners that uh, are non-believers or or maybe they maybe they know a little bit about the gospel uh, um, but not too much um, explain to us Passover and Good Friday and and then obviously Easter Sunday the resurrection um, if you can't uh, you know give us maybe a a, a two-minute clip of, of of what that looks like yeah well you know Passover you know is Passover is celebrated because that is when the Israelites, you know, were in slavery underneath, you know, Pharaoh. And we, you know, you probably see the movie, you know, every time, every time during this year, they pass the movies called the 10 commandments. And, you know, they show this guy named Moses, this bearded guy that, you know, uh, you know, rescues his people through God, you know, from, you know, slavery, you know, 400 plus years of slavery and, you know, building, you know, the, you know, the pyramids and all that. And so God sends these 10 plagues and one of them is, you know, the angel, the angel of death. And so what the Jewish, the Jewish people did is they, they killed a lamb and they, they rubbed the blood of this lamb over the, the posts of their homes. And, you know, God sends this uh, angel of death of people that, you know, it goes over the land and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people died. And those that actually rubbed the blood, which was foreshadowing Jesus, what Jesus Christ was going to do, you know, you know, years later, foreshadowing that his blood shed, you know, on the cross, on the posts of a, of a tree, uh, he was going to be crucified and pay for the sins of the world. And so we celebrate that, you know, we're, we're Christians and, you know, we're Judeo-Christians, which means that our faith comes from, you know, Judaism and, you know, Jesus was a Jew himself. And, um, you know, we see him in, in, as our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, which uh, the Old Testament, you know, there's two, two different sections of the Bible, Old and New. And the Old Testament foreshadows a lot of what Jesus was going to do in the New Testament, you know. Um, and so, you know, we celebrate that, uh, remembering, you know, that, you know, what, what happened in history. But more than anything, it's just a remembrance. What we actually celebrate as Christians is what Jesus did, which was culminating, you know, everything on the cross. He he actually, um, um, you know, every everything comes to to point to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and on Easter. And and so you know, we hindsight what we do is during these forty days, which is called Lent, you know, we we begin to see, you know parts of what Jesus did and we read the Bible and see what his ministry, which took about three, three and a half, about three plus years here on earth. It only, it was only three years short lived, but so much was done. And so to say all that, you know, we, we celebrate good Friday. Good Friday is good because, you know, uh, like I just mentioned, he paid it all on the cross for us and it's good. And then comes the next day, Saturday, which is pretty, sad for a ton of people that we read in the Bible because here is Jesus alive. And then he tells his disciples that he was going to leave because somebody greater needed to come. And that was the, the Holy spirit, which is God's spirit because through Jesus, he, you know, through Jesus, he, he was confined, if you will, to just be in one place. He couldn't be in all over the world in spirit. Right. And so Jesus, right. Jesus had to, Jesus had to 
pay the price for us. You know, last night I actually, uh, I know it's taking a little longer, but you know, I get fired up about speaking about our Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, last night I talked about the garden of Gethsemane. You know, this is a garden that was borrowed from uh, wealthy people. Jesus knew poor middle-class and wealthy people. And, and they, they blessed him with this garden when he, he went to pray and he had spent time with, with the father one-on-one. And during that time he would reconnect. And before he was crucified, he was arrested and, and, uh, you know, tried and, you know, wrongly tried and put on the cross. We see him that he goes to a garden and he has a conversation with God, the father. And he tells him that, you know, Hey, this, this is too much to bear, you know, all the weight of the shoulders of all the sin that was going to, that he was going to actually pay for. But yet we hear him say, Lord, let, let your will be done. Not mine. Yep. Yep. He kind of, uh, he has a moment of, of his human yes. self, right? So we, he has so, a moment of almost a moment yeah. of weakness and yes. then, and then, and then the God inside of him, right. Uh, says, Hey, you know what, whatever you, you, you decide I'm good with, let's go. So, yeah. yeah. And what's, what's awesome about that, just to, you know, bring this all to a close, I guess, is that we see that we have, you know, a God, Clemente, that, that can relate to us, what we're going through right now with this pandemic. You know, we, we read in, in Hebrews 5 that it says that we have a high priest, you know, from among people that was appointed to represent the people and the matters related to God. And, you know, he he was able to deal gently with you know, those of us that are ignorant, those that go astray, you know, uh, he, he was subject to weakness, pain, suffering. He, he can relate to us. So we have, which is awesome in the Christian faith, we have a God that can relate to human suffering because he suffered himself. Yep. And that's what's, that's what's awesome, brother. And, and so that's why we look, you know, we go through Lent and my wife and I have been going through 40 days of reading and and praying and praying for, you know, for you and your family, praying for our loved ones, praying for our city, for our country and for the world. Recognizing that that none of this is, it's not brought upon by him, even though he is sovereign and he's in control and he knows what's going on. Um, but he promised us that we would have trials and tribulations on this earth anyways. Yes, sir. So, uh, so, so Good Friday is the actual crucifixion. Of of Jesus, right, our Lord and Savior, and then Sunday Easter. What happens Sunday Easter? And so, the day before is when a lot of people turned away from him, and we don't talk much about it. Um, and I think we, as a church, I'm going to take responsibility. We should do a better job of understanding that even to this day, there's a lot of people that don't believe in Jesus, and in that time, it was the same. We see him again. That's that's what led him to go to the cross. Uh, religious folks, religious people uh, believed, and some didn't. And even some that believed turned away from him because Saturday he died. Remember, they they crucified him. So they were like, if this was if this was the Messiah that was going to come rescue us from our you know the world that we live in at that time, which was oppression by the Roman Empire, and was going to save us. And he's gone now. 
So Saturday, we call it Holy Saturday because it's a time that we we make a decision to say, do we continue to believe even though we feel like he's distant? We feel the questions, Clemente, that come up, and, and I respect them and I always love to answer them, is, is when Saturday comes in our own personal lives, this is what Saturday means to me. Today, whatever situation you find yourself in, it feels like God is not there. He's distant. He's dead. He's not alive. He's really not resurrected. Why would he allow this to happen? Why do people that, that are, you know, seem good or are good die? All these things. That's what Saturday is. And then we need to remember that Jesus' words were, hey, I, on the third day, I'll be back. And so Sunday, we call it Resurrection Sunday, is when the spirit that was that, that, that was inside of God, you know, is, is a spirit that is sent and resurrects him. And so, and it's, it's a crazy thing because I was writing about it this morning and you think dead people are not supposed to rise, bro. It, scientifically, medically dead, dead people don't rise. And, and so I was looking at the great N.T. Wright, who is a theologian and a scholar and he, you know, he's at Cambridge University and Oxford, I mean, super brain, right? More, I, I couldn't be in a room with him if you know what I'm talking about. This is a super, extremely talented a man. Mm. You know, N.T. N.T. Wright you know, himself studied this. He wrote an 800-page, you know, document, really looking at how these people that were there during this time can say that they saw Jesus. And so, there's document after document in history, you know, to uh, Greek Greek scholars, you know, that actually write about Jesus. And these are not Christians. These are just Greek scholars that write about, you know, hearing people saw Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds of people saw Jesus Christ when he was resurrected for 40 days post him dying. That means when he resurrected, he hung around on earth for 40 days. And he presented himself not only to those that were following him before he died, but to those that were that knew of him, that heard of him. Right, right. And from and a couple of years later, brother, it went from just hundreds of people following Christ to now today, it's in the billions worldwide that people believe that Jesus is the Christ. He's he's the Son of God. Two thousand years later, we still talk about this man and yeah. and we worship him. Um the moment that you said NT right, our our producer, Josh, he's he's here with us. What's up, Josh? He got excited. Hey, what's up? I didn't know I was coming out. I just was listening to make sure everything was good. Yeah, man. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, bro? I'm a huge N.T. Wright fan, bro. Huge. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, reading N.T. Wright really opened up the scriptures for me and to view it in a new way. Um, but, yeah, you're right. This the, the resurrection is a culmination of Israel's scriptures. It's a long history, mm -hmm. and it culminates in the very person of Jesus. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, N.T. Wright was really helpful. Um in helping me understand that. Yeah, it's awesome, brother. Yeah, I'm telling right. you, so... Many, many pages so have been written on the resurrection, especially from him. And I think yeah, that's, 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 where, that's where most people fall short. That's where the doubters come in, right? Most people can, can agree that Jesus walked the earth. Most people can, can say, okay, yeah, this, this man was born. He, uh, you know, he was a carpenter, uh, you know, and, uh, and he he preached, you know, good and love and 
and everything else for for three years and then you know he was crucified you know the a big part of it was the pharisees right uh you know the the high priests at the time were, were saying how could the messiah right the 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 king of the Jews right the the one that's been prophesied for for thousands of years how could he come from poor upbringings right uh, right. uh and you know and if you are this Messiah and the Son of God and the Living God then why don't you just jump off the cross save yourself and and make us all believers right. So I think a lot of people can relate with that. A, a lot of yeah. people can can say, okay, yeah, this 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 guy Jesus, he did live, he did do his thing. Um, and the question, what comes in question for non-believers out there, is did he actually resurrect? Did he actually come back from the dead and and preach and 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 show himself to hundreds of people? So. Uh, I have not uh, gotten into N.T. Wright and and and, and the books that that he's read. That he's I'll give uh, you something written. to take home to today. Awesome, awesome. There you go. There you go. Awesome. But uh, for our for our doubters, our non-believers, you know, if we can just give them some encouragement, right? Of 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 why over two billion people <laughs> believe that. Not only did Jesus resurrect, right, but now he's he's sitting on the throne next to God the Father, um, waiting for uh, the day when he's gonna come back to Earth and judge the living and the dead and bring us all home. So if you can if you can just touch a little bit on uh, on some of the some of the facts that have been out there. Uh, you know, with hundreds of people witnessing uh, the resurrected Jesus. Yeah, that's that's a great question, bro. And, you know, one of the things that, that I've learned, and this is just coming from my personal experience, this has nothing to do with, I'm going to just say this right now, being a pastor now, you know, for almost five years. You know, I, I never get into a debate with anyone that, that doesn't believe, um, of what this person says or, or what, you know, like, you know, anything like that, you know, my, my, here's what I'm going to say. It's easier for believe in something, Clemente, uh, it's easier to believe in something when you benefit from it. And here's what I mean by that. You know, it's easy for me to believe, let's say in, in the horoscope, Right. I'm a Scorpio and I and I used to believe in that and read it every morning. And and when there was something positive said and that would manifest itself into my life. Right. Oh, it has then, to be true. Then it, <laughs> then it, yeah. Then you immediately go, oh, I need to keep believing in this because, you know, it's good. But here's the challenge. And, I, and, and here's the challenge that that was brought that I felt God asking me. He said, will you only follow me? When I give you what you want, are you going to follow me only when life is good? Are you going to follow me only when you ask me for a bigger house, a bigger car, uh, the promotion at your job? Like, like that's, you know what, bro? A lot of us have in the Western world, a, make, a misconstrued view of who God is. We, we, we make him out to be Santa Claus and, and God is not Santa Claus. Or a genie. And so, 
or a genie, bro. He's not Aladdin. And so I, from personal experience, all I can talk about is personal experience. Because, look, I grew up Catholic. I love my Catholic roots. I'm grateful for them. I'm glad that my mom instilled them in us. And notice I said mom, not my dad. Uh, and 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 through her faith, I, I had questions. And I began to ask those questions. And I began to seek, began to do my own research like a smart human being needs to do, not just by hearsay, not by trying to get convinced by somebody. And the only example I can tell people that, that don't believe right now is my personal testimony is that I tried so many other things in my life, even though I knew of Jesus Christ and I grew up knowing, you know, going to, you know, getting dragged into church, doing catechism, CCD, doing all that, but never really having a relationship, meaning a relationship, there's mutual submission. Here's what I mean by that is that not only, not only am I in relationship with you, and, 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 and we mutually benefit from one another. But a real relationship is when I don't receive nothing from you, I still like you and I still love you and I still appreciate you. Right. And, and God, God, when I asked him to do stuff for me, he so graciously would do stuff for me. But he was only doing that in the beginning of my relationship with him in order so that I can, you know, know that he was there. And it wasn't until I looked at my life when I was 31 years old, and I'm 40 now, and I had I had bounced around from relationship to relationship. I had you know four kids with three different women. Right. Um, I was doing okay, you know, financially, and I was making six figures, you know, selling real estate. I had a nice house in Santa Clarita, and I drove a S550 Mercedes Benz. So from from the outside in, you know, you're like, wow, I, I that's that's pretty good lifestyle. He's doing all right. He's successful. But what people didn't know, guys, is that I was dying inside, man. I felt empty. I knew of God. I knew of Jesus, but my actions were not were not were not dictating that. We're not showing that. They, if you, I always say, joke around and say, if TMZ followed me around twenty four hours, seven days a week, and they showed my video uh, on Sunday at church, and and I would show up and I'd get on the stage and say, hey, I'm a believer in in, in God. And they would show my my roll the tape for seven days. It'd be like, heck no, this is this guy doesn't believe in God. He lives like he's his own God. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like like a lot of us do. A lot of us do. A lot of us out there, you know, clock in to church on yeah. Sundays, and and then the rest of the week we're doing whatever we want to do. You know, we're drinking, we're partying, we're uh, you know, watching pornography and lusting over other yeah. women and doing all this. All this craziness that is poison to our soul. And, and so, yeah, and here's the thing, bro, is that when, when when at that time, again, 31 years old, I would look at Christians, quote unquote Christians, and to me, honestly, this is what I would think. I'm like, man, that's a boring life, bro. I don't want to be a bored goody two shoe, not able to break the rules, not do anything, you know, that I called quote unquote fun, which yeah. means sin. <laughs> right. Right. Like if, if you know, I was like, hey, I, I, I still want to sleep around. You know, hey, I, I don't want I don't need to get married. That's that's for old fashioned folks. And yet. But again, I'm going to go back to my story. I, you looked at where I was. If you just if you just logically thought, OK, let's think logically. Forget spiritually. Looked at positives and negatives. When I was in sales, they tell you, OK, when you're going to do a deal, draw a line down the middle and, and think of all the positives on the right and all the negatives on the left and whatever outweighs 
that's your answer. That tells you definitively if it's a good investment or if it's a bad investment. Checks and balances. Yep. The, the scales of justice. So, bro, so I, when I sat down and I thought, thought logically about my life and I said, OK, I said, OK, Juan, you living the way you've been living the last 31 years, knowing what you know. How are things? Here's the question. How are things working out for you? <laughs> right. And I did. And I did checks and balances. And guess what? I was doing terrible. Right. Be because in order to go to sleep, I had to drink myself to sleep or I had to fill a void that I felt with. You know, and I needed to make an extra dollar. You know, it was never enough how much I made. I always felt like I wasn't enough. Right. Like there was. So in other words, I was looking for external things to fill a void that I had. And I didn't know that it was a spiritual void, that it was a true relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Yep. yep. And, and so finally I made the decision. And what is that decision is real simple, Clemente. It's, it's, it's finally admitting and saying, okay, God, I've been trying to live like I'm my own God. I, I, I don't like submission. I don't like people telling me what to do. And that's why, you know, at that point I had my own business. I was self-employed. And, and I was like, I, I, I don't like this. But yet this is where I'm at. So I, 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 I knew what I did back in the days when I was you know, Catholic. And I dropped to my knees and I honestly just talked to God and said, hey, God, I'm done. I'm sorry. And I, I confessed all my sins one by one. I said, hey, I've been womanizing. I've been taking advantage of people. I've been a liar. I've stolen. You know, I, I'm, I'm drinking too much. I've, you know, smoked weed here and there. And I mean, anything you could think of, you know, uh, I'm a manipulator. I'm a liar. I mean, gosh, I mean, there was even abortions, you know, I mean. It's something that I had to really look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm not happy with the way things are going. Something needs to change. Right. And so I surrendered. Listen to this. I didn't surrender just my life. This time I surrendered my will. And that's the point in the Garden of Gethsemane where I go back to reflecting on what Jesus did during this time. He submitted his will over to God, knowing that it was going to be painful what he was going to go to the cross and pay for our sins. And so all I did is I followed suit. I followed what, if I had a mentor in business, the mentor tells me jump, I say, how high? And so when I looked at Jesus and he said, Hey, I knew I was going to, this was going to be painful. I didn't like it, but this is what I did. And I go, okay, I'll just follow what he did. So I submitted my, not my life, but I recommitted my life and I submitted my will over to his care and control. And it's been a 10, almost 10 year journey with him. And it hasn't been all uphill, but it's been better. And my life has been radically transformed. You know, he gave me a wonderful wife. He gave me a wonderful wife that we've been together nine years, eight years married. We got two wonderful kids together. And Clemente, you know, I, I've been sober, you know, uh, six plus years. Amen. You know, uh, Amen. You, know, you know, drugs, alcohol. And, uh, you know, my life has been radically transformed. Um, I haven't looked at pornography in, you know, gosh, it's been almost three, four years now. That's awesome. Bro. You know, four years where it's been like, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've failed. Like I said, there's no perfect people. Right. And, right. and, but if, but if you look at the scriptures, that's all the people that Jesus used. It's broken people. Yep. 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 100%. I love the, the, the story that you shared, uh, the other day, if, if, if you don't mind, uh, no, go for, uh, it. for our listeners, the twenty dollars story that was that oh, was yeah. yeah if, if that's not God, <laughs> I don't know what is, brother. So 
if, if, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that. Well, yeah, you know, it's it, it, another part. And so here's the thing is uh, there's this big word I'm going to use right now and, and I'm going to break it down as best as I can. You know, there's this word called uh, in, in, in I call it Christianese in the Christian world is called sanctification. And so sanctification is a process that every single believer in Christ goes through, you know, day by day as we live our lives. And it's a process of becoming more, I'm going to use this uh, in quotes, holier. In other words, to become more like Jesus Christ. You know, in Matthew chapter five, we see that Jesus tells us to be the light of the world. You know, we're the ones that have to lead by example and be more Christ-like. So that's what the word sanctification means. And so what God was revealing to me during this time, this was brand new, Clemente, like at the beginning of my walk with Jesus. You know, God knew that I had an idol. My American idol was money. The money. The, the money. money, brother. You know, it was it was keeping up with the Joneses. With lifestyle. And so I had a good friend of mine that we went into a partnership with, a business. You know, we opened up a gym. You know, together, and I didn't bring any money. I just brought my skills. I brought. I had much experience in the gym, you know, business and working with clients, you know, back, you know, in corporate big gyms. And he had the funds and he's like, dude, let's get together. You know, we went to high school together. We knew each other for 20 plus years. And I said, okay, let's do it. I'm down. And so we partnered, we opened up a gym together and I was newly wed. I just married my wife, uh, Jenna and I was broke, bro. So what we did is we were going to convert a part of the gym into the kids club where you drop off your kids to go work out. Well, that never, that never came about because my wife and I used to sleep in that gym. Wow. We would open, we would wake up at four in the morning and, you know, <laughs> turn the alarm off, unlock the doors, turn the lights on and the gym would open at 5 AM and we would work all day till 10 o'clock. This is literally six days a week. And then at 10 o'clock at night, we would shut down with the clients that were there, close, you know, close the door, I would, you know, turn off the lights, put the alarm, close the doors and leave. And you know what we would do, bro, is we would jump in our car, act like we're all leaving after chit chat in the parking lot for another 30 minutes. You know how that goes. Parking lot, you know, conversations. Yeah. We, ju- we jump in our car, go around the block two times, make sure everybody left and then park back in the gym and then go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we're doing that. This is, again, the beginning of, I'm telling you, this is the beginning nine years ago, you know, almost 10 years ago of, of my faith of how I said, okay, God, I'm all in. This is after I prayed the prayer and God began to to mold me, to sanctify me, to change me. He and so we go. Strip us down. Strip us down yeah. to, to, the, to, the, to the bear, to the yeah. studs. Oh, yeah. So then we go, we're traveling to church to go to Santa Clarita. We went to uh, a real life church. Shout out to them, you know, phenomenal church uh, in in Valencia. So we would drive 20 minutes north and 20 minutes back when church was done. Well, that Sunday morning, bro, we're, we're sitting in church and the pastor uh, gives a phenomenal message about, you know, tithing, about money. And so I felt, I don't know, I know you've had this experience and many of those probably listening have this, has this experience where you're sitting at church and it's like the pastor speaking to you directly. Oh, yeah. And so... I had my wallet on me, but my wallet had my debit cards, a credit card, the debit cards that were overdrawn, <laughs> insufficient funds. Been there. Because we're, we're broke. And I had $20, I had a $20 bill in my pocket. And so they go to pass the bag so you can, you know, put your you know money in it. And my wife gives me the dirtiest look, bro. Like, no, you're not going to do that. And Don't even she, think about it. Don't even <laughs> think reason, about it. 
Yeah, the reason she did that is because we had less than a quarter gas tank in a gas guzzler. We used to drive a, a Chevy Camaro. And and it was lunchtime right after service. And so we figured, hey, we'll put 10 bucks in, in gas and $10, we'll go get some jack-in-the-box tacos. But I I just felt like God was tugging at me. And that was a part where he was saying, hey, money is your idol. And, and this is all you got. What are you going to do? Are you going to give it all to me? Or did you just pray the prayer just because you needed a little bit of saving grace during that time and you're going to continue to do what you're doing? That's what I heard, bro. Right. And so it was a defining moment. So I threw the $20 in and I passed the bag around my wife. <laughs> you know, the, the other person grabbed it and that was it. Let me tell you, the car ride back to the gym was quiet. Oh, it was man. the quietest car ride ever. But here's how God showed up. He was showing me that he was there with me and he and he saw what I did. I got you. Got you I show back. Up to, I mean, let me just wrap this up real quick. I show up to the gym. And our receptionist is at the front door. I enter through the front. My wife goes through the back because there's tension there. And there's a gentleman standing there and he turns around. The, the receptionist says, oh, this is the guy. This is the trainer. This is the guy that I was telling you about, you know, if you need personal training. Long story short, I'm done having a conversation with him. I'm booking a personal training appointment for Monday. I tell him the cost. I tell him, look, it's $400. You get 10 training set, one hour sessions. He's like, no problem. He reaches in his back pocket. Pulls out four one hundred crisp dollar bills out and says, "Here you go. Gives me nice. four hundred bucks cash." All right, <laughs> bro. At that moment, let me tell you. At that moment, I wanted it. I've never, you know, I'm not. I didn't come from Pentecostal background, but I wanted to dance like, you know, like I was worshiping and praising Jesus right there at that moment. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I knew it was from God because I felt it in my heart immediately. Right, and I, and I felt this peace, and I almost I started crying. And so I write him down in my daily planner and he leaves. And as, as, I, as I'm finishing writing his appointment in my daily planner, he comes back around and he's on his phone and he says, hey, Juan. And I was like, hey, what's up, Oscar? He's like, hey, bro. He goes, I just got off the phone with my brother. He's like, can you do the same deal for my brother? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, the same deal. I was like, absolutely. He pulls in, pulls out of from his wallet again. Another 400 bucks. He gives me another $400 for his brother. Mm. He gave, the, the Lord multiplied $20. Yep. to eight, 800 bucks uh-huh. that that Sunday. Wow. And so what what does that mean? I'm not saying that that's what God does for everybody. That's, you know, again, he's not a genie, but what God was telling me that morning was that he is the ultimate provider. I'm not the one. And so as as Christians, as believers, we take matters into our own hands. And what he was telling me was, look, if you put me before money, you put me before your job, you put me before relationships, you put me before all your hurts, your habits, your hangups, you know, your addictions, all that stuff, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of you and 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 I'll provide for all your needs and above and beyond. Wow. And and that's and that's what he's been doing the last, you know, uh, almost 10 years of my life. Amazing. Amazing. I got the goosebumps. Thank you so much for being vulnerable, brother, for sharing that. Uh, it it up it inspires and uplifts me. I hope it does the same for our listeners out there. Um, so uh wanted to um wanted to share a little bit of uh of how I was um introduced to to the Lord and uh I I I, I don't I don't share this story as often as I should. I believe, I believe that, that God reveals himself, uh, 
uh, to some of us and gives us the gift uh, to be able to to share everything that he's doing in our lives, right? With the hope of inspiring others uh, to, to to follow him as well. So very similar story to you, Johnny. Uh, um, I was, uh, you know, grew up very, uh, very humble uh, upbringings, uh, government housing, food stamps, all that good stuff. And, and, um, I was, I was raised kind of Catholic, but without, um, a real emphasis on, on reading the Bible and, and living a a Christ-like life. You know, I would just, you know, check in, uh, you know, on the occasional Sunday and, you know, (laughs) made sure that I went to Ash Wednesday and, yeah, you know, and you know, maybe I went to church three, four times a year. That was uh, that was the uh, extent of my uh, of my uh, fellowship. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, um, was raised with a uh, a really strong mother that showed me uh, a ton of love. You know, um, my father was uh, unfortunately in and out of uh of my life at that time um since then he's uh he's he uh he's came back and is uh an awesome inspiration um of just that's awesome yeah 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 uh and he and he 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 loves my mom and shows me how to be an excellent husband and uh and an excellent father as well so i'm super grateful for that um but uh but but anyhow I got into sales early on, uh, brother, and I started making money uh, right out of the gate. You know, and I was uh, in my teens and and into my early twenties, and and uh, I I feel like God was giving me the world with with the with the hope and the expectation that I can help others, and I lived a very selfish life. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, uh, we we must have been driving the same car, right? S S fifty five, you know, with the biggest house in in the in the nicest uh, area, and uh, you know, I, I had my office. I had about twenty salespeople working for me, and and on from the outside looking in, you you would think, man, this guy made it, right? This guy's this right. guy's living oh, yeah. living large. He's living nice, and don't get me wrong. There was, there was a lot of good moments. There was a lot of happiness, uh, but there was always an empty void, right? Mm-hmm. There was always something that was missing. It was never mm-hmm. enough. I could never make enough money. Mm-hmm. I could, I, I could never have, you know, the. It was always one upping. It was always being, you know, get, no contentment. Nothing. 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 Yeah. Um, and then. 2008 hit and the market mm, crashed yeah. and you talk about going to rock bottom that was very similar to your story i lost it all brother i lost it all including my marriage mm-hmm. um you know the house the houses you know um, the car everything was gone and i was left um i remember having to ask my dad for twenty dollars to put gas, so I can go hustle. Oh yeah! So I can go hustle. Uh, 
um, cable door to door. You know, uh, I would go door to door and try to sell uh, uh, cable and internet service, and and I was just in a really dark, depressed state of mind. You know, mm. and and I was about. I remember it's my uh, my thirty second birthday. So eight years ago, very similar. I'm telling you, we have a very similar path, <laughs> you and I. And uh, and I'm right there, brother. And we're, you know, we're celebrating uh, my birthday. I had my two little ones with me. Uh, so I wasn't drinking. And uh, my 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 parents, my dad used to like to drink at that time. So 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 he was right there. He, he stayed uh, with my mom uh, over at my place. And um by this time I, i'm i'm getting myself back up on my feet you know i think i was working at at uh at bank of america at the time and we were renting out a a little house up in burbank and uh anyhow brother i'm i'm right there and it's my birthday i go to sleep i got one one of my kids to my right the other to my left almost like in the form of a cross mm-hmm. right and I'm and, and I'm laying in bed. I'm asleep. You know how sometimes, well, no. For me, I always sleep with my head on the on the back uh, on the bed rest, right? Uh, and and kind of facing facing the you know for those of you that have a TV in your room, facing the TV, right? Uh, for this, right. for some reason, brother, I was compelled to sleep the other way around, the opposite way. And yeah. and about three something in the morning, I wake up and I get I get that feeling. I get that eerie feeling, right? <laughs> Goosebumps, oh, yeah. right? Um, you know, the hair standing up on the back of my neck. And right away, right away, you think it's something bad, right? So uh, I'm thinking it's some sort of ghost, some sort of bad spirit something so i'm i'm freaking out um uh, not only for myself but for my kids you know i don't want mm-hmm. i don't want anything ha- negative to happen to my kids right so i'm praying right. i'm praying the way that i know how to pray brother you know and i'm saying <laughs> you know i'm saying god you know please take away anything bad that's 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 going on right here again i knew of the bible you know i wasn't necessarily uh uh reading the bible daily for you know um you know i had I had, uh, you know, very, uh, very, very few encounters, uh, uh, spiritual encounters. Uh, so anyhow, uh, I'm right there, brother. And then suddenly I get this calming feeling. Almost like, like somebody sprinkled some fairy dust over me, right? And, wow, wow. and I get this sensation all over my body of just calm, relaxed. And then suddenly on the corner of the wall, you know how sometimes you close your eyes, you open them, and you see little specks of light, little beams of light? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Yep, absolutely. Anyhow, these little specks of light started manifesting on the corner of the wall, brother. And, Mm. And I started seeing this big, bright light illuminating, almost like the sun. But not as intense. I could I could still look into it. And actually, I couldn't take my eyes off it. 
Yeah. I was almost in a in in a trance like state, right? Where I couldn't move, I couldn't um I couldn't really think. All I could do was intently listen. Laser beam focus, right? Intently listening and this this image, right? Which right away I knew it was the Holy Spirit of God. Um mm. this image he starts talking to me, not the way you and I are talking now. He started talking to me like inside of my head, all through my bones, through every cell in my body from head to toe. Mm. And I could listen at this deep, profound, calm voice, right? Mm. So, so he was very calm. He was very thorough, very direct. And I wish, I wish, brother, that I can, that I can tell you word for word what he mm. said to me. I can't, but I'm going to be paraphrasing. He said something along the lines of your mind, right? Mm -hmm. I created you and I got a big mission for you. I got a mm. big task for you. You're going to help thousands and hundreds of thousands of people come close to me, come to get Amen. to know me. Um, and he showed me this image of a stadium packed. Think of mm. the Cowboy Stadium, right? 50,000 people. Uh, and, and he showed me and he he uh, he told me, you're going to help bring people to me. And in, in my head, the only thing I could think of was like Moses. I was like, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> this is this is not me. You know, I, I don't uh, even read the Bible, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying to talk my way out of it. Right. And he tells me, you're it. I, mm. And I'm going to show you and I'm going <laughs> to prepare you. And the first brick that that the the foundation of this all is going to start with your father. Right. Mm. So I so I, I've kind of alluded that, you know, my father uh, battled some demons. Right. Uh, when I was growing up. Right. So in his heart, unfortunately, he believed that he had done too much sin to deserve mm. the kingdom of Christ, right? To deserve mm. to go to heaven. So, mm. so what I did, right? And right now, um, I'm I'm getting that feeling back, almost like I'm there right now. And what I did was I submitted, and I said, yeah. "Okay, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it." Mm. And he um he he revealed some other things that it, that escaped me right now. Uh, but for, for the most part, he was he was letting me know that he was going to prepare me and that the and that I was going to know when the right time was going to be. So he disappears, goes away and I get up right away and I and I go over to where my parents were were sleeping. I wake them up and I start sharing what I just experienced. And my mom, bless her heart, she's an angel. <laughs> she starts telling me, mijo, that is an awesome dream. Wow, you're so fortunate. I'm like, no, it wasn't a dream. Yeah, yeah. I was awake 100%. And 
And my dad, my dad's a tough guy. My dad's an OG, triple OG from the hood. Uh, <laughs> he never cries. And he was crying. And mm. and he knew. He knew that it wasn't a dream. He knew that everything that I was saying was true. Uh, and wow. So, so my mom started touching my face. He said, your face is glowing. Right? Mm. So that happened... The very next morning, uh, I was on Facebook. This is 2000, November 4th, 2011. <laughs> Facebook was not a thing back then. I was going to say, that's the beginning of Facebook. Right, right, right. <laughs> 2010, I, 2011. I mean, now maybe I, I do, I, I post maybe, you know, five to ten times a week, right? Where before, I would post maybe once every three, four months, you know, something silly. Um and now I think I have like 3,000 friends back then, maybe like 30, you know. So it, it, yeah, fa yeah. Fa Facebook wasn't really a thing, right? But I, I, I posted on there and I went back recently to see if it was still there. And it, sure enough, it still is. I It was very simple. It just said, uh, God is real. I met him. I had an experience. If anybody wants to hear about it, hit me up, Right. And for the first three months after that, Pastor Juan, I was going nuts. Anybody that would listen, <laughs> I'd share what God had revealed to me. And and a lot of people were receptive to it. A lot of people were like, oh, man, that's cool. Um, I, I remember speaking to the priest over at the Catholic church that, that I, that I uh, grew up going to. Shout out to Guardian Angel in Pacoima. Yeah. Uh, and I remember him telling me, I'm like, he's like, he's like, son, you've been given a gift. He's like, in, mm. in my 40 years mm. of, of uh, following Jesus, I've never even had a dream like the, wow. like the one you had. Right. All of my, uh, um, faith has been just on that, just on faith alone. Right. Mm. So to me, I didn't understand that part. I thought the priest must have constant communication with God, right? That's yeah. that's that that was so so that was kind of shocking, right? And then I talked to another uncle of mine, Pastor Abril, uh, right? Uh, Christian minister does great things uh, over in the Antelope Valley, mm -hmm. uh, still to this day. Uh, and, awesome. and 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 I talked to him and. He said the same thing. He said, "Man, you know, you you've been you've been blessed, you've been you've been given a gift and you know and and he hadn't had any experiences like that either. So uh so 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 to me, now I started getting a little bit afraid, right? Am I <laughs> am I different? Am I weird, right? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, so then the enemy starts attacking you, right? Mhm. Mm oh yeah. And then I start hearing the naysayers. Ah, this guy's looking for attention. Ah, this guy must be crazy. Gallo está loco, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so all this stuff, right? And and then, brother, I stopped talking about it completely. Yeah. I went yeah. doormat. I went back to 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 living uh uh you know the life whatever I thought was 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 good, right? Sure. And, and and it, it it didn't have God in there. God was not in the mix of of, of, right. of what was going on until until six years ago, 
So three years passed, right? And he introduced me to uh, a man of God. Um, that's one of my best friends now, Senor Brad Lomax. He introduced me to him, and he was a great example of what a man should be, right? A, a great leader. A, a godly great, man. A great husband, a great father, right? Never cursed, never drank. Uh, always treated people with kindness, love, and respect, right? And I really admire this this gentleman he he invited me to church and i was like oh no i'm good i i already go to church lies you know <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, he introduced me to to another brother uh nicolas mendoza awesome another another great warrior of christ right uh, a great example this guy believe it or not has nine brothers and sisters they're all entrepreneurs. They're all business owners. And they were all raised by mom and dad that were both completely blind. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. Incredible. Yeah. 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 So, so anyhow, incredible. Anyhow, uh, um, Nicolas Mendoza, he, I, I sit down in his living room and he's telling me, Clemente, I, I love everything that you're saying. I want to do business with you. Uh, one condition. I said, sure, Nick, what is it? You got to <laughs> you gotta come to church. <laughs> so I was like, all right. In my head, I was like, all right, I'm going to make like 800 bucks off of this deal. I can go to church for an hour. I said, no problem, Nick. I'll be there. I go to church. I'm sitting down. And I'm kind of halfway paying attention. And then exactly what you said earlier. I felt like the pastor was talking directly to me. Mm, yeah, man. Like he was just calling me and saying, you know what? You need this. We need you. You're a good person. God made you in his image. And and we need you on our team. You know, this is your shot right here. You're going to make a decision today. Yes. Are you, yes. you going to roll with us or, or, or not? Right. So anyhow, I'm walking. Service is over. I'm walking out. Right. Nick's, you know, he knows that 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 I had a good time. He knows that 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 I was impacted. Right. And he says, what would you think? I thought it was great. Nick, are you going to come next week? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Too much pressure. <laughs> don't yep. pressure me. Don't pressure me. Yep. As soon as I said that, brother, guess who comes walking up? Brad. My brother, Brad. Lomax. <laughs> He's like, Clemente, what are you doing here? Uh, that's I, so good. I said, Nick invited me. And he said, well, I've been inviting you for years, <laughs> right? And the uh, the running joke at our church is God had to send two of his top-ranking officials, <laughs> right? I mean, these two guys, they lead, their, they, they lead their own groups. These two guys are powerhouses in, in, in the church, right? Uh -huh. uh, and he had to send his two, his two top uh, warriors to come wrangle me in <laughs> and, and brother can i tell you the best decision i ever made in my life i've been uh i've been uh, uh a born again christian now for three and a half years it'll be four years in october and praise god man amen praise god. amen and you know what like you said it's not a perfect life. There's trials, there's tribulations, right? There's, but there's, there's something different 
and people start started to notice it maybe a year ago, right? And and a brother of mine, Joey Axelson, shout out to Big Joey. He uh he 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 shared this with me when I got baptized, and I didn't understand it, but now I understand it. Mm. He said, "Brother, I'm gonna give you some advice. Preach." the gospel preach the word of god only when absolutely necessary as a last resort i was like huh yeah i was like what are you talking i I didn't get it i didn't understand it he said don't talk about it be about it Hmm. so i followed instruction and i just lived my life i just lived my life you know righteously staying close to God as I possibly can avoiding sin. We fall, we fall. Um, uh, the enemy's still out there, you know, trying to, trying to do his thing. But if I walk out of the house with the, with the armor of God, right. With my helmet, with my shield, with my, with my sword, I got a better shot at it. I got a better shot at picking off the sin, uh, um, before I actually fall into that Satan's trap. So, um, that's, totally. that's, I agree. that's 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 my testimony in a nutshell brother uh um i'm so grateful i'm so grateful to be able to share uh the the good word and everything good that uh is going on in yeah. uh in, in god is blessing me abundantly right now that's not great, not I, and i'm not talking about money i'm talking about love yeah. with my yeah. kids with my with my spouse with my community, with my fellowship, my friendships, it's, it's all love. And, Mm -hmm. and that, that makes me feel rich more than any, more than any, uh, car, any house, anything else that, that fills my heart. Uh, brother, we are, uh, going on an hour already. (laughs) We're going to have to. (laughs) No. Yeah. And here's, and here's the thing is that, you know, for anyone that's listening, I think you and I share the same heart, obviously, Clemente, and that's why God put us together. And, uh, you know, so my 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 always encouragement is this, that if anyone is listening right now and, you know, you, you know, the, right now God spoke to you either through my testimony, through Clemente's testimony, which is basically, again, you know, it's God working in our lives. And if you noticed, there's there's different ways that God speaks to us. You know, um, if you hear my story, then you hear Clemente's story. You know, Clemente had a great manifestation or apparition of, you know, God's spirit, you know, uh, manifest itself to him three in the morning, you know, and then you, you know, you hear my story of, you know, Hey, you know, everything crumbling around me and, 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 you know, had to stop playing God in my life and God revealing that to him, to me and in his, in his perfect way. You know, I want to encourage, you know, all of you right now, you know, if, if God is tucking at your heart, man, like he did for Clemente and I, and, and this is now his manifestation to you through this broadcast to you through us and him telling you that he wants to, he wants you to come back home or he wants you to come home, whether you're recommitting your life right now and you're listening to this and, you know, I want to, or, or if this is the first time, you know, you hear, you know, God, you know, you know, revealing himself to you through us, through our testimony. I mean, here you have two imperfect guys, right, Clemente? We're not oh, perfect. super broken, super broken. And, and and we want to invite you 
this time right now, you know, to close this, uh, Clemente, if you permit me to close this uh, podcast. Do your thing, brother. And and just invite you, you know, to, again, recommit your life. I'll pray right now and right where you're at, wherever you're listening or if you're working out and just to pause. uh, You're, you know, sitting in your vehicle listening to this uh, or if you're, you know, uh, you know, warming up something to eat, you know, or you're just laying on the couch, you know, wherever it is, just, you know, take a nice deep breath in. And I want to lead you guys in in prayer. You know, the the Bible says that if anybody confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in their hearts that God raised him from the dead, that's Romans 10, 9, that says they will be saved. And so we see also in in the scriptures that, you know, God is always looking, you know, for people, you know, to, to have that relationship with him. And so right now, let's pray. And if that's you, and again, you want to accept Jesus or recommit your life, you know, pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I have sinned against you. And I want to ask you for forgiveness. I believe that that forgiveness came on the cross. I ask you to be the forgiver and the leader, the Lord of my life for the rest of my life. And I ask you to fill me with your spirit right now, right right where I'm at, and lead me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for that, Pastor. All right. My pleasure. Well, um, Thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, we're going to be next next week's show. We're going to be uh, discussing a little bit. Uh, we're going to keep it a little bit light. We're going to be talking about your favorite WWF, WWE characters, uh, 80s, 90s, <laughs> and 2000s. God bless everybody. Uh, Juan, I love you. I love you. We'll talk love soon. Love you too, brother. You got it.